0: Welcome to Mama's Roots Are Showing podcast, where we recognize that we get one motherhood. If you'd rather not wing it, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nicolette, and I love researching all things motherhood-related and then sharing what I have discovered to help moms feel empowered, joyful, and intentional. If finding yourself in motherhood sounds better than losing yourself in motherhood, I invite you to join me as we explore the nooks and crannies of this once-in-a-lifetime journey. Today, we are going to be exploring one of the most important things that we can teach our children, and that is that they are in charge of their bodies. Children need to learn very early on what body boundaries are and how to have respect for not only their body, but for someone else's body. I am an advocate for having talks about body boundaries and letting our children know that they are in charge of their bodies. This is obviously crucial, and I think that most parents would agree. But it wasn't until I began researching peaceful parenting, respectful parenting, conscious parenting, that I really began to realize that some of the ways that many well-intentioned parents interact with their children teaches them the exact opposite. So I invite you to grab a cup of tea or grab a glass of wine and tune in because this is a very important topic. Speaking of wine, I want to introduce you to a wonderful company called Dry Farm Wines. Dry Farm Wines is my go-to for finding and drinking beautiful, organic, biodynamic wine. So I learned about a little over a year ago that wine can be labeled organic, and yet all that means is that the grapes were farmed organically, and it can have up to 76 awful ingredients in it that don't have to be shared on a nutrition label. So Dry Farm Wines is solving this problem for the consumer. They only source the best organic Biodynamic wine from all around the world. There is a subscription right for everyone, and I promise you that you are going to enjoy every single bottle, and you can feel good about it because you're actually gaining the health benefits from drinking these beautiful wines, and they're delicious. I have great news for you. As a Mama's Ritzer showing listener. You can visit them at dryfarmwines.com forward slash mamasroots, that's M-A-M-A-S-R-O-O-T-S, which I will link in the show notes. And you can get an extra bottle of wine for one penny by using that link. You can subscribe for three bottles, six bottles, 12 bottles, whatever fits your wine need. You can find it there. So please check them out, I would appreciate it. And know that when you do, you are supporting my little family. Let's explore how our daily interactions with our children can begin to inform them on their respect of their own bodies and the respect of others. So the most powerful thing that we can do for our children is to simply respect our child's body this can be a struggle because as parents, we have the tendency to really hurry or even abruptly take care of our child's physical needs. There's a lot to do in a day as a parent. So we may wipe their noses as they're running through the kitchen. We might put their t-shirt on in a frenzy or change a diaper while we're trying to hold down little legs in an effort to get these things done and off the to-do list. We've all been guilty of this. I feel this so much i am the mother of three very wiggly children so i have been there and as our child's caregiver we have to understand that every time we perform one of these caregiving tasks we are communicating with our child about their body and the respect that we have for it so respectful parenting peaceful parenting conscious parenting teaches us to take our time with these moments and to gently and respectfully attend to these tasks. So it's always a good idea to keep something in mind here and that is that communication is crucial for this. So before we wipe that runny nose, before we change the diaper, before we put on that t-shirt, take the time to tell your child what you're going to do. You can just say, hey kiddo, We got to put your shirt on. I'm going to help you right now. And I want you to think for a moment what it would feel like if someone abruptly caught you off guard and just decided to wipe your nose while you were walking through the living room. It would feel very disrespectful, right? And very weird. So, the general rule of thumb here is that if you want to approach an adult that way, don't approach a child that way. However, Most adults don't need our help wiping their nose, but children do need our help with a lot of these daily tasks. So one way that we can sort of reframe our brain as we are helping our children with this is to think of our children as being an elderly person that we're taking care of and to obviously do that with gentleness and respect. And you want to maintain communication throughout the tasks. I'm putting on your socks now okay, now I'm going to put your shoes on. Children like to know what's going on. And just how we like to know, it's important that we give them the opportunity to know that they are a part of what is happening. And this is especially true when it is happening to their body. So by keeping your child in the know, you are modeling respect for their body and then teaching them that they deserve that respect. And one way to think about this too, because I know as we are approaching diaper changes or getting out of the bath, getting pajamas on, we can sometimes feel overwhelmed by this and we tend to look at it from um, something that we just want to get done, get it off the table, right? A way to think about that that's a bit differently is to see these tasks as an opportunity to connect with our child because then we sort of take the time and we do connect with them versus just rushing and getting it done. Magda Gerber, who is the creator of Rye Parenting, which is a beautiful approach to parenting, she stresses the importance of communicating with our child in the the very beginning of life. So whether that's diaper changing, bathing, clothes changing. Um, she really is an advocate for seeing this as a time to connect. And I'm going to quote her here. She says, Diapering is very important. Diapering is sometimes viewed as an unpleasant chore, a time separate from play and learning. But in the process of diapering, we should remember that we are not only doing the cleaning, we are intimately together with the child. While being diapered, the baby is close to the parent and can see her face, feel her touch, hear her voice, observe her gestures, and learn to anticipate and know her. So these caregiving tasks can seem really mundane and even overwhelming at times. But if we shift our mindset to see them as opportunities to connect with our child, we begin to understand the value of these moments Outside of having respect for your child's body and communicating with them and connecting with them, another thing that's really important is to let your child make decisions about their body. We live in a culture where children are expected to do certain things regardless of what their feelings are surrounding it. And One of the biggest things that comes up or one of the biggest things that I see while out and about is where we force our child to hug someone or to interact with them in a physical way. How many times have we heard a parent say or seen a parent um, tell a child, go hug Aunt Rita, hugs, kisses, snuggles, they should never, ever, ever be forced Forcing children to share an intimate touch like a hug is showing them that they need to comply even when they are uncomfortable. And this is simply the exact opposite of what we really want our children to understand about their bodies. So there is something called a hug spectrum, a kiss spectrum. Some people are big huggers. Some people are not. Some people love kisses. Some people don't. And sometimes um, we can move on that spectrum depending on who the other person is or what the environment is. Just like adults are on this spectrum, children are too. And it's really something that we need to respect. So some children love to hug. Some do not. This is completely okay. I think it's really important that we follow our child's lead in this, but do not ever pressure them to hug someone. So a good way to tackle this is to ask our child privately and not put them on the spot whether they even want to hug Aunt Rita. That gives them the choice and it also helps them develop their voice and lets them understand that this is actually up to them. It's not up to mom. It's not up to dad. It's not up to Aunt Rita. It might serve us all to kind of reflect on the cultures within our own families. If you live in a family where hugs are a big deal and everybody hugs, you might feel pressured to sort of continue that culture. But if it's something that your child doesn't want to do, we have to be respectful of that. And we have to understand that it's completely okay for our children not to be big huggers. So if you know someone is going to want a hug from your child and you're not sure if your child wants a hug from them, I just suggest asking them ahead of time if they want to hug that person too. If you're leaving somewhere while you're putting on their shoes and their jacket, you might say, you know, Aunt Rita might want a hug but it's completely up to you if you want to hug her. So how are you feeling? Do you want to hug her? Would you rather not? If they say yes, great. If they say no, great. Adults tend to go in for hugs and they might say, give me a hug. And if you sense that your child is uncomfortable with this in any way, any slight way, you have to step in because Aunt Rita's feelings are not more important than your child's in this situation. So simply say, honey, you know what? If you'd like to give Aunt Rita a hug right now, you can. And if you'd rather not, that's okay too. Sometimes we like to hug. Sometimes we don't like to. And you know what? Aunt Rita understands that. If Aunt Rita doesn't get the hint or doesn't understand, you know, you can reach out to her afterwards and let her know what you're trying to accomplish. I think that sharing this type of information, although it can be uncomfortable, is important. Um, in the car. You can let your know that they should always be the one who decides who they kiss, who they hug, and when that happens, that no one makes that decision for them. You know, this is a much better conversation than being in the car after a forced or uncomfortable hug has been has taken place and trying to pick up the pieces after your child has felt that way. Although if that does happen, you have to tackle that. You have to have that conversation and recognize that it shouldn't have happened and talk to your child about that. It's important that children know that hugs, kisses, cuddles, they should always feel good and they should never feel bad. And this goes across the board. For high fives, anything, we have to understand that our children have to make those choices. And that leads me to another topic, um, which is sort of a sidebar here, but certainly related. And that's tickling. You know, growing up, I remember being tickled by my older cousins. And they did it as a way to tease me. And I remember literally hiding underneath a pool table trying to get away from them. Um, were they trying to make me feel bad? No, I, I, don't, I don't think they were trying to make me feel bad. But as a young child, in my brain, I didn't feel in control of my body. And I remember thinking that I needed to escape and to hide in order for them to stop. It didn't feel right And tickling can be such a great interaction with our children, right? It can be so life-giving. We have to be understanding of the fact that that's only when it is invited by our child and they still feel like they have control of their body. The reaction to tickling is usually laughter. So oftentimes we see laughter as a sign that the person being tickled is, oh, they're enjoying themselves, right? But sometimes... Our kids are not enjoying themselves, and this can be masked by the giggles. Um, So as parents, as aunts and uncles, babysitters, we need to make sure that we are in tune with our child's feelings and accurately reading their cues. So if your child asks to be tickled, go ahead. Check in to see with them while it's happening, though, if they want you to stop. Are you having fun? Do you want me to keep tickling you for a bit? Or if you want to tickle your child, go ahead, but just ask them first, you know, and act accordingly to their answer. And if your child ever asks you to stop doing something to their body, whether it's tickling, kissing, hugging, stop immediately. Another great tip is to ask your child to tickle you because then you ask them to stop and they learn to do so. So you're modeling that respect, you're modeling those boundaries. This approach should also be used with rough housing. Um, anything where you're engaging with someone's body, you can model that respect and make sure that you are creating space for their bodies to be respected. So these are just a few simple approaches that will help your child develop a sense of respect for their bodies and the bodies of others. This also lets them know that it's okay to be vocal about anything that makes them uncomfortable. It also behooves us to recognize that our children, they may have, you know, different reactions to different people on different days. So utilizing these approaches and having these conversations about body boundaries and respect, it will help your child develop this acute understanding that they are the boss of their body. I hope you found this episode helpful. I ask that you tune in every week as new episodes are released. You can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening to ensure that you don't miss an episode. And if you find value in what I have to share, I ask that you leave a review. This helps tremendously as other moms are able to find my podcast more easily, and it gives me so much encouragement. Remember, Mama, you were made to do this.